this weekend. I had a chance to talk to Courtney and Amber uh, for our Community Chats interview. So we're gonna roll this interview and then stay tuned for the end where I have a couple more things to tell you about. All right, welcome to Together for Salem. I've got two of my friends here, Courtney and Amber, and I'm really excited to be able to talk to them uh, this evening about just their journey with God, their journey discovering God, um, learning more about what it means to follow Jesus and just their, their background. So it kind of ties in nicely to episode one of our, um, our new series. So if you haven't watched that yet, viewers, uh, go check that out. It's on YouTube. Uh, but this is just a, well, for Courtney, a backyard chat. Um, <laughs> so we're just going to um, talk about just where God has taken us. So the first uh, question I just want to ask you guys just right off the bat is um, growing up, how would you have described God and why do you think that was your view of him? So I'll start. Um, growing up, I was really hard on myself and kind of strove for perfection. So that's kind of how I viewed God. Grew up really religious and always believed in him, but kind of viewed him as my judge and the perfect example that Christ set for me was how I needed to live my life, mm. which as I get older, I see that's really not necessarily feasible. And I think God knew that. <laughs> but um, yeah, growing up, I was taught that he loved me unconditionally, but I don't think I necessarily felt it. Mm. I think I, had to, I felt like I had to earn his love. I think that's super common. I, I mean, I didn't grow up in the church, but um, that was my understanding of the God that I heard my friends talk about or whatever. What about you, Amber, growing up? Yeah, actually very similar, mm. um, which is funny because I, like, I was a pastor's kid. And mm. so, I don't know, I have always felt like maybe I should have known better or known differently or something. But um, I also felt like I needed to do things perfectly. Like there was like this only like the only way you could be with Jesus in heaven is if you did everything exactly right and followed all the rules. But then at the same time, I'm like, but God's like super judging and harsh. And I'm like, I'm never going to be able to live up to all of these expectations. I think that I would, on one hand, I could say to people, well, God is loving and kind and all of these things that sound great. But in my mind, it was like the opposite. Mm, like yeah. I had a, I had like a Sunday school answer and then I had what I actually thought. <laughs> yeah. I find myself still sometimes having a Sunday school answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, but like that idea of just as we grow, our view of him changes, especially as life experiences uh, happen. Um, you guys are both moms, like you've had your own kids. So that right there can change things. And then you have different experiences surrounding like, like Amber grew up a, a pastor's kid and you guys have different church experiences and then you, you know, those things, those situations change too. So how about now? Like how, how would you, how has that changed from before? Like from, from how you described God just then to now? Like you were saying, biggest thing that has changed my view of him because I knew it logically that he loved me, but until I had my own children, I just couldn't even comprehend mm -hmm. that. And now, I mean, don't get me wrong. My kids are almost two and four and a half and they drive me nuts, <laughs> but there is nothing that they could do that would ever make me stop loving them. Not even for a second. So mm -hmm. I think I start to fully understand that a little better. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, <laughs> for me, I kind of, 
I, I guess I went through some like personal things in my life that I started questioning things mm. and um, which was not really a place I'd ever been in before. And I, I got to this place where I literally had to break down my faith, my religion to a foundation oh. and to like the very basic, like, do I even believe if there's a God? And then from there, um, I kind of decided at that point, like I, for myself and actually for my children also, who I'm trying to teach, you know, differently than I learned. <laughs> um, if I'm going to believe something, I need to know why I'm believing it. And so, okay, yeah, I believe there's a God, but why do I believe there's a God? And then um, just kind of building like every lesson I learned from that point, I want to understand it. I want to know why, why do I believe that? Yeah. Like I said, just kind of tearing it all down and relearning it and asking questions all things that I never really did before. Yeah. I think sometimes we grow up in as kids and we don't, I mean, faith like a child is awesome, but we don't ask those questions. Then we become adults and it's like, Oh wait, what, what does that actually mean? Or, Mm -hmm. or do I actually believe that? Like I it's, this is fun for me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a little selfish here because I mean, Courtney was my student in middle (laughs) school when she was in middle school and Amber and I have just become friends in the last like year and a half and had some of these really like formative big questions of like how can this be true if you know those those big faith questions and when I was in college I'll share a little bit about myself um when I was in college um that's when I first heard about like the actual Jesus and somebody gave me what I needed and I didn't know I needed it but it was the it was my coach my coach gave me um more than a carpenter which is a book by um Josh McDowell I have it over here on the shelf somewhere um it's a great book because it just breaks down like these questions that Amber is talking about, like, um, how can this be true? How can the Bible be true? Um, another good one is case for Christ. So, but I mean, you both kind of mentioned like having kids was formative, um, mm-hmm. having these friendships where you have somebody you can ask these questions to or a place to go, mm-hmm. um, with your questions and a safe place so that you can say like, this is, I don't know if I believe this or not. And then going from there and having that conversation. Awesome. So the next question is what changed your view? And, um, I mean, Amber, you just spoke, but can you pinpoint like, I mean, where you're at and right. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of been a process, Mm -hmm. but I think the biggest thing was recognizing that I don't have to do it perfectly. Mm -hmm. Um, that, even though like, even still, like I, I don't have it figured out. Not even close. <laughs> mm-hmm. I still have so many questions. I'm like, I don't understand what this means. And I don't understand who God really is in this. And, mm-hmm. but like the big picture is that I do understand Jesus's love. Um, and I do understand that he can handle my questions. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I found a community that can also handle my questions. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and tries to help me answer them and or and or gives me their opinion on what it is and some of it too I think is recognizing that some of it is opinion mm-hmm. um it's not all like hard fact not saying that the bible isn't true but I just you know giving myself a little like grace I guess and letting myself just kind of experience this and go through it keeping my heart with Jesus and all of that I love it that makes sense. <laughs> that totally does. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Courtney? Um, I would say the first thing was having Noah. Um, mm. And then 
the next thing would probably be when my husband got sick. Mm-hmm. Um, because my whole life, I just had this, what I thought was an incredible amount of faith. Like no matter what happened, I knew God was going to get me through it, you know, question for a sec, but he would always resolve it. Like everything would end up happy. And then when my, uh, we just had Emma and she was six weeks old. No, it was two and a half. Taylor called me from work one day and thought he was getting a cold. And a week later he was in a coma mm-hmm. and it, I just, I spent hours on the like floor in the bathroom of the ICU just being like, okay, I've had the faith. Now I need you to like tell me it's going to be okay. Like I can endure as long as I know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for that experience because it's something I can use now. Like it's a very similar situation with everything. Like I know God will get us through it, but we have to have faith in whatever that looks like in the time. Like it's, that doesn't mean that there won't be hard days and stormy waters, you know, but we still have to just be like, okay, you know, better than I do. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. (laughs) even if it doesn't turn out the way that I thought it would, I know that you always want the best for me because I'm your daughter. Mm, That place of identity and, and knowing who you are and whose you are. Yeah. That's beautiful. I I mean, I, we've been praying for Taylor and, um, I know, uh, that I I mean, I want to be careful the way I say this, but like when these hard things happen to the people that we love, um, those can be the experiences that, you know, right. It's like a make or break for your testimony for sure. Yeah. It's it's like a fork in the road and you got to know, okay, which way am I going to go? Yeah. And then you look back on it like mm-hmm. year, you know, years later, even months later, and you're like, whoa, like I right. see what was happening there. I see what absolutely. Was, yeah. Um, so we talked about how our views changed from when we were younger to now and the experiences that kind of brought us there. But how has that change like affected the way you live or your life in general? I think like just going forth with my future trials, uh knowing that there are going to be times like um, with the kids, Noah might want to play with the stove and I don't let him. And then he gets mad at me because he thinks I don't want him to have any fun. Mm. But it's because I know with the, I only have this much more wisdom than him, but I know that it's not <laughs> a good idea for him <laughs> to yeah. do that. And I think trying to apply that to remember that even if I want to theoretically play with the stove and God <laughs> tries to protect me from that, yeah. It's not because he doesn't want me to be happy and have fun. He wants the best for me. Yeah. This new view of God, and you talked about how uh, this affects your life now. Well, we're in kind of a weird place. Uh, I don't know if you guys have read the news lately, uh, but <laughs> we're, we're in kind of a weird place in life where we're sheltering in place and um, we're quarantining. Um, I know Amber and I are big time extroverts, so we're struggle bus with that side of it. I'm not going <laughs> to, I know introverts are struggling too. So how has um, this view of God affected um, the way you've dealt with the current COVID-19 pandemic? For me, I think it's doing my part. Like I know I need to take precautions to be safe, but at the same time, there are things that are out of my control that I have to give to him. And so I know God wants us to do our part. I was watching Joyce Myers and she was saying, God won't do, like he wants us to do our part, but then he leaves a chunk that we can't do so that we have to surrender it to him. And that's kind of, it's kind of how I feel. It's like, I, I know that I need to prepare for my family, but I need to give the rest to him. Yeah. 
That's great. Um, I think that for me, I it it's it actually starts before COVID nineteen kind of hit our nation. Yeah. Um, life has just kind of been crazy for a while now, and there were things and are things that I just have no control over. Mm-hmm. And as much as I would like to, I don't. Um, but I've seen more, like mostly, like really honestly, in like the last five or six months or so, where I'm like, okay, God actually already had that figured out for me. Like mm-hmm. I'm in this situation now, but it's fine. Like I have everything I need and I can't help but think that God had that planned out for me that way so that things would be fine, including like where I'm at now. Like I don't have work right now, but somehow I have a savings account that I'm able to live off of. And so that's not really something I could have said a year ago. So I don't know. I think it's just kind of been this process of knowing I am not in control and being okay with that. And that even comes down to the COVID stuff, which is so hard (laughs) because yes, I am an extra, extra, extrovert and I miss all the people. Um, I'm super grateful for the people that I do get to keep in my little circle, but it's hard as it's hard for everybody. And I get that. And I'm super grateful that I don't actually know anybody that has been sick with it, you know, but, um, even still on like the hard days, like today was a really tough day with the kids and everything. And I'm like, well, take some deep breaths and keep on going. And God's got this figured out. Like, I mean, it's not going to be like this forever and just keep on going and see what happens. Yeah. Like one day at a time. Yes. We, we feel like, I think sometimes like we've got to have it all figured out. And I mean, that's like the human tendency, right? Like I've got to have my ducks in a row. I've got to have the answers, all the things we've kind of touched on. Like I've got to have control. Mm -hmm. Um, But Jesus is just saying, come to me, come to me. Those of you who are weary and I will give you rest. I will, my burden, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that he is just, he's persistent. He is resilient. um, He is able. And in the moments where I'm like, we, we were talking before we started recording, like, all of us are kind of having the emotions right now. Like he, he can handle it. Like he can handle all of our stuff. Now that I'm learning that I'm a daughter of God, I have to remember that everyone else is going through this too and they're children of God. So mm-hmm. while my initial instinct may be to live in fear and hoard and buy up all the toilet paper and the hand sanitizer, I have to remember that I need to protect my family, but I also need to allow others the same right to protect their families because we're all children of God and yeah. we're all going through this together. Right. You guys are awesome. Thank you for taking this time to talk to me and everybody on the internet. And um, I just want to keep encouraging you guys to keep keep journeying. I'm still journeying. We're all still figuring it out. So thanks for thanks for playing. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Courtney and Amber. That was great. You guys make sure you are keeping your eye out for more content coming your way this week. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, like us on Facebook and follow us and all that jazz. But I wanted to show you a couple of the books that were talked about uh, in that interview in this weekend. So the first one is More Than a Carpenter by Josh Miguel. Great book, a formative book for me and my faith, the one that my coach gave me. Um, and then another one is Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. Another great book. Uh, if you're investigating or wondering about Jesus or God or the Bible. And then this book is Irresistible. This is the most recent recommendation by John, and it's linked in the show notes. 
uh, for our most recent Together for Salem video, but I'll link it below too here for you. Uh, great book for you to check out. We have some time, we've got some couches, uh, we've got some good weather, so it might be a good time to pick up a good book and read it. We've got recommendations for you. Keep your eye out for more content coming your way. Have a great week. We hope you're staying safe, staying healthy, uh, staying inside, but also drinking water and getting outside too.